Welcome to worship this morning at Heritage. The elders and ministers at Heritage want you to know that we love you and pray that you are doing well. Our worship today is being broadcast remotely, and while we are not together physically, we are connected by God's love and the blood of his Son, Jesus Christ. During this challenging time, we ask that you pray for one another, for us, our country, and everyone being affected by this very contagious virus. Also, please continue to remember those impacted by the deadly tornadoes early this month in Middle Tennessee. We are God's children. He loves us unconditionally, and regardless of what happens, he will always be in control. This is an opportunity for Christians throughout the world to show our faith and trust in Almighty God. The decision to not hold services was made after much prayer and in effort to protect all members regardless of age. We ask that you continue to review the CDC information and pray that if it is God's will, this terrible disease will soon end. We will continue to evaluate the situation and keep you informed by all means of communication that we have available. If you have needs or questions, please email or call the church office. In addition, the elders and ministers are available for questions you may have. May God bless you, and we hope to see everyone soon. Thank you.
Our scripture reading today comes from two different verses, Philippians chapter 4 and Matthew chapter 6. And then I want to make a few comments at the end on some, some specific things we can do off those two verses. It's talking about anxiety, and this is um, an unprecedented time in our country, in our world, in our church, and it can cause anxiety. But God is very specific in what he says we can do with that anxious feeling. Philippians 4 verse 7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, What will we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Matthew 6, 31 through 33. So when it talks about anxiety and being anxious, there are two things it really boils down to that we can get off these words of God is prayer. Are we praying to God with thanksgiving? Are we thankful for even the smallest of things? We have found this week that we take many things for granted. And Philippians 4 tells us to be prayerful in thanksgiving and letting our requests be made known to God. And the second out of Matthew chapter 6 talks about God knows our every need. He knows before we even ask of him. And he tells us in verse 33 of chapter 6 in Matthew, But seek first his kingdom, and all these things will be added unto you. So let's pray together with thanksgiving, and let's seek God first in these times in our world, and he will take care of us. Let's join together in song. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Yeah. <laughs> 
difficult and challenging time that we're going through as, as, a, as a nation, even, even as a world, we, we stop at this time and are reminded of the God that, that created us, the God that spoke our very existence in the entire universe into being. We were reminded of that God being with us in every moment, that God loving us indefinitely and unconditionally. We're reminded of that God's power to speak peace over the winds and the waves, to speak peace over our lives. And it's that same power and that same love that, that is getting us through this uh, pandemic that we're going through, Father. 
so thankful to be able to call on you, to call you Father. And during this time of, of separation from uh, family and from friends, from the church, uh, we know that we can be connected to you and to each other in prayer. Uh, thankful for um, opportunities through technology to stay connected with each other, Father. And um, Father, we pray your, your power um, over this world and that this virus be eradicated and through that happening that people can see uh, your power and your love uh, at work in this world, Father. We know that this life is temporary, so we also pray, Father, that uh, you come back for us soon and take us home. Uh, we know that you are in control of everything, even when things seem completely out of control. And because of that, we give all of our fear, all of our worry, all of our anxiety uh, to you, Father, knowing that uh, you are taking care of us. We thank you, Father, for your church. Thank you, Father, for your son, Jesus Christ. And it's only through his name that we pray this prayer. Amen.
We're about to enter the period of worship where we commune with our God. Just as a, a matter of uh, convenience, we have prepared some communion kits that are available outside the front door of the church building if you would like to come by and, and pick one up. My comments before the communion, I, I'm uh, taking from a book by Sarah Young, which a lot of people have, called Jesus Always. There's a paragraph on the March 9th entry that I think is appropriate for the moment. It says, my ways are mysterious and unpredictable, but they are good. When you look at world events with so much rampant evil, it's easy to feel fearful and discouraged. You cannot comprehend why I allow such cruelty and suffering. The difficulty lies in the fact that I am infinite and you are not. Many things are simply beyond your comprehension. But do not despair. When you reach the limits of your understanding, trusting me will carry you onward. Affirm your trust in me through silent and spoken prayers. Stay in communication with me. Those words were taken from uh, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Psalms, and Isaiah. I believe the key phrase in that paragraph is, stay in communication with me. As a body of believers, we are about to enter a period of communion with God, not about our worldly matters, but about eternal matters, specifically the sacrifice that God made on our behalf that puts to shame all our worldly cares, the things that we uh, deal with during this life on earth. It covers all our guilt, all our misgivings, all our complaints, our mistakes, and anything else that is amiss in our lives. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we at this time remember the sacrifice of your Son. For we know that it was the greatest sacrifice that has ever been made on behalf of your people. We know that we are your creations and we are grateful for that and we are indeed grateful that you have made the path for us to come back to you, to spend eternity with you. And we know that that path was made clear through the death of your son. At this time, as we partake of the bread that represents his body as it hung on the cross, help us to reflect on the pain and the suffering that he went through and the fact that he took the, the sins of the entire world upon his shoulders and did away with them. Be with us now as we partake of this bread. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
Let us bow again. Heavenly Father, we know that without the shedding of blood, there can be no forgiveness. That has been part of your law since the beginning of time. And now we remember the blood that was shed on our behalf by your son Christ as he hung on the cross. We're grateful for this fruit of the vine that represents that blood. Help us to reflect on the nature of the sacrifice, the blood that was shed on our behalf as we partake. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Normally at this time we have the opportunity to return a portion of the blessings that God has given to us uh, as we pass the collection plate, but since you're not here, uh, we're not going to be able to do that. On the screen you will see three different ways that you can contribute remotely, and uh, we ask that you take advantage of that, of one of those means sometime during this week. If you would, pray with me and thank God for all the blessings that he has given us. Heavenly Father, we are grateful, even under the circumstances that we find ourselves right now. We're grateful for the blessings that you give to us because we know that everything on this earth is temporary including the difficulties that we're facing now. We pray that we can realize how important it is that we honor you through the returning of a portion of that that you've blessed us with back so that the work of this church may continue. We are indeed grateful for the opportunity and the ability that you give us to make an offering back to you in order that the work of this church might continue. Pray that you'd be with us as we give. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Blessed be your name in a land that is plentiful, where your streams of abundance flow. Turn back to praise when the dark. 
If you have your Bibles, turn to Psalm chapter 8. This is one of the days we'll be telling the next generation about this particular Sunday, the virus of 2020. Never again will I look at stockpiles of toilet paper and all kinds of supplies that just seem like we just take for granted from one day to the next. Paper goods in stores, warehouses that have absolutely nothing in them. It's just an amazing time. You know, we take for granted going to church and going to the church building, meeting with brothers and sisters in Christ, and here we are on a particular Sunday when we are not together physically, we are spiritually. And for that matter, it's just amazing to stand in a crowded room and have individuals say, would you please back up away from me? I've had people in the stores tell me, you're, you're way too close to me. For that matter, it's almost illegal to stand less than six feet close to any one individual. We're having big problems today. How many of us are feeling like we are out of control? I feel that way, and I guess all of us feel exactly that way. How are we doing with our problems at this very moment. I want us to stop for just a moment and to look up above us. And I want to read here this passage, Psalm 8, verses 3 and 4. I want you to listen to what David the psalmist said in this passage. He says, When I look up at the heavens, the works of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is man? that you are mindful of him, and the Son of Man, that you care for him. David is giving us a clue from outer space. You know, the study of the moon and the stars depends on a clear understanding of the relative dimensions and the magnitudes of those specific characters in the heavens above. Less than two years ago, the city of Nashville came to a complete stop just like we are doing right now. Do you remember that? It was about 18, maybe 19 months ago when everyone stopped what they were doing and everyone sat down in this county and everyone stopped and they looked up. It was a total eclipse of Middle Tennessee. Do you remember, remember that day? For just a moment, the moon and the sun did the most amazing dance with one another. They looked like they were exactly the same size. The moon covers completely the sun at this total eclipse here in Middle Tennessee as we looked up and all we could see was the corona. That's all that we could see, that corona. It's amazing, it's the coronavirus that is the big enemy today, right now. Humanity notices this most amazing thing. I want us to go to God one more time in prayer, and I've asked one of our elders, Jim Nix, to come and lead that prayer. And as we do so, as Jim is making his way to the microphone, I want you to notice the eclipse of our normal way of doing things. Things are totally dark for some individuals. So let's go to our Father in prayer and ask him to be with us in this moment of darkness. Jim Nix. If you'll pray with me, 
Our dear Heavenly Father, hallowed be your name. We know you're in charge, and we have faith that you will take care of us. Dear Father, at this time, we pray especially for those people who are sick and those people affected by this virus. We pray for the health care workers. We pray for all those people who are working so hard to take care of these people. We'll pray you'll bless them and keep them safe. We pray for our president. We pray for the decisions that he makes. And those people who are working with them, pray for the decisions that they make. We pray for world leaders. We pray that especially at this time, all these people can work together for one cause, and that is to work together to take care of this, this epidemic that's upon us. Dear Father, we pray for that you will be with us, that you will help us to take care of each other. You help us be mindful of those people who might need help. And we pray especially for our people here at Heritage. Help them to reach out to us if they need help and help us to be very attentive to them. Dear Father, bless this church. And we were so thankful for the bond that we share, even though we're not here together seeing each other and shaking hands and hugging. And we pray that you will just continue that bond as we are separated. Thank you for blessing us. Thank you for taking care of us. And help us to always remember that you are in charge. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. These are very strange times. It's a time when you're afraid to talk to anyone or get too close. I've had numerous people walk up to me and say, Would you please back away from my wife or from my child? Don't you know that there's a disease out there? Humanity notices every time that we have a solar eclipse. The moon gets in its position. It blocks out 99% of the sun's light. Does that perspective mean that the sun and the moon are exactly the same size? No. But you know what? Because of the eclipse, for just a, a, a little while, 45 minutes, as, as the moon eclipses the sun... All you can see is the corona of that blazing sun in the sky. And here we are being threatened by the coronavirus in our day and time. Does that mean that the moon and the sun are exactly the same size? Of course not. If you studied astronomy at all, you know that the moon is millions of times smaller than the sun. The sun is not... Uh, going to be eclipsed by the moon except only by our perspective does that perspective mean that the moon and the sun are about equal in size absolutely not but they are both important the moon is important earth life would probably be impossible without the moon but the light of the sun its warmth and its life-giving properties the sun is the center of our solar system. You know what would happen to this solar system if anything were to happen to the sun? If it just went away, our planets would go off in all directions and would have no organization whatsoever. And of course, the light of the sun that gives warmth would be gone and we would freeze to death. Life without the sun ends immediately. How can we tell some that 
some large astronomic bodies and what they're doing out there. You know what? We can, right now, we can be thankful that God has made our solar system the way that he has. It's interesting that there are astronomical bodies out in space. And as we look at those, it's interesting to find that in our own part of outer space, that it's, it takes about 100,000 years to travel from one edge of our solar system and to the other side. The largest cluster of galaxies is something called the Hercules Corona Borealis, which is a long arm of coincidence. It takes about 10 billion years to travel at light speed across that particular structure. There are well over half a million galaxies in the Hercules Corona Borealis. You know, without some sense of the size of, of our sun, which is our closest star, planets like Earth and Jupiter and Saturn, life would be absolutely impossible without that sun. You know, what we look at those stars in outer space, and they look rather small, don't they? But they're not small at all. And for many people, the spiritual world is such a small subject. This is a good time for us because we are tempted to become very worldly and build all of our thoughts around what's happening on this earth today. Many worldly people hardly give a thought to spiritual things. Spiritual things are huge, just like that star in outer space that we call the sun. God has created all of these things. And as we study outer space, as we study what God has created, we can be thankful that he remembers us. The quality of our life should not be defined just by economic problems. It's at times like this that we stop and we say, you know what, we have so much. We, typically we have wonderful sunlight. Typically we have good health. But right now we're going through a very difficult time health-wise. The quality of our life translates into economic problems. Our youth minister here at Heritage, Adam Bentley, one of his favorite books is Letters to the Churches. It's interesting, in that particular book, people who read those letters for the first time in the book of Revelation or perhaps... Uh, other passages in the Bible, those that read the New Testament letters for the first time, they had not seen Jesus, the large majority of them. But there were a few that had. The 12 apostles, they had seen the risen Christ. You know, if a Christian who read the book of Romans for the first time, those individuals that were the very first readers were more than likely also martyrs for the children, for the church of Jesus Christ. People who wrote those letters knew the Apostle Paul personally. If a Christian who read the book of Romans for the first time, when they read that book, likely they were put to death there in the city of Rome itself. Because at that time, Christians were targets for the early persecutors. Faith in Jesus Christ became illegal. I want you to imagine that you go to church on one Sunday and you see these great 
godly people as you worship with them. And then you come to church the next Sunday and half of those people have been put to death by the Roman government. For people that read the book of Romans for the first time that anyone ever read the book of Romans, most of those people were put to death. Imagine worship on that Sunday morning and eating the Lord's Supper and then the very next week those individuals were either arrested or they had died. You know, it turns out that our state, our country, our lives, our city, our great county, Williamson County, you know, it turns out that the coronavirus is one of the smallest infecting uh, agents that has ever been known. It's one of the smallest threats size-wise. Did you know that? Going back to relative th size of things, the problem that it's causing is not small. So which what should we pay attention to? A microscopic virus that's entering our lives, should that take all of our notice? Or should we be learning something else? God is giving us, we are living an object lesson called the coronavirus. Because that's not man's, man's main threat to life. God wants us to be prayerful to him. He wants us to pray to him. He wants us to pray for each other. Did you notice that God does not say that he struggled and planned to create. I want to read that passage again from Philippians and then the book of Psalms, Psalm 8 verses 3 and 4. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon, the stars which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you care for him? Did you hear that? God created the world not with his big, strong muscles. The Bible says that God just used his fingers. Perhaps the weakest appendages that we have are our fingers. It's very easy to bend someone's finger back. Even a very strong person, if you get a hold of their finger, you can do great damage. God built all the things on this earth with his fingers. And God built it not in six millennia, 6,000 years, but instead in just six 24-hour periods. God wants us to be impressed that he can create the world with fingers, not with big, large muscles. In other words, God wants us to be impressed with him, with his abilities. I want to close this morning by reading a passage from 1 Peter 2. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, that you should proclaim the excellence of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Today we've looked at the corona. The corona is that part of the sun that is all around the sun as we watch the eclipse and we can see the corona. And then it's invisible to us at all other times. 
And then, of course, there is the coronavirus, which we are, are looking at, and it's microscopic. It's so small that, for the most part, those, those viruses cannot live very long at all. They aren't large, but they are causing a huge problem among us. And today, by faith, we can see that God is letting us go through this time so that we can remember that we are a chosen race. We are royal priesthood. We are a holy nation. We are people for God's own possession. What greater object lesson could God be giving us right now than this one that we're learning? Not to be afraid of the tiny, tiny things, but instead to be trusting God and his promises. Notice those four things that Peter uses. You're a chosen race. You know what? We are not just the color of our skin or how tall or the complexion that we have. We have been recreated in Christ. We are like Jesus. We are a chosen race of people. And then secondly, he says, you're a royal priesthood. All of us in the body of Christ, we have the ability to go directly to God through his son, Jesus Christ. That's, you, that's what you would call a priest. And then he says, you're a holy nation. It's not just, a, just one person that's holy and everybody else depends on him, but instead, each one of us are holy, a whole nation of holy people. And then finally, he says, you are a people for God's own possession so that you can proclaim the excellence of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. This morning, we are very blessed to be God's people. We are very blessed to have his forgiveness. We're blessed to have a priesthood, a holy nation, that's who we are. May God bless us during this difficult time. And as you reach out to your neighbors, don't get too close. But at the same time, draw close to them with affection and with love and with good deeds. May God bless us during this time of our learning a great object lesson. Until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and keep you. There is beyond the azure blue a God from you
Let's close with a prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for our many blessings. Father, we thank you for this church at Heritage. But more than all of this, Father, we thank you for being our God and for loving us. We have several members of our church, Father, that are shut in or ill. We want to pray for them. We want to pray for Francis Binkley, Jack Hensley, Diane Holt, Fran House, Gwendolyn Lampley, Mary Margaret Markey, Odie Pewitt, Liz Plasmeyer, Earl and John Priest, Pat Reeves, Beverly Speak, Christine Slaughter, Josephine Wright. And for as a prayer request, Nathan and Mary Lynn Brame, Jane Davis, Kevin Davis, Denise Ellis, Richard Ellis, Jackie LaBarbera, Gwendolyn Lampley, Nancy Leeton, Brian Jasso, Gordon Mayfield, Kay McClellan, Catherine McKay, Maud Parks, Sandra Pearson, Earl and John Priest, Lita Robinson, Robert Thurman, Wilson and Barbara Vaden, Craig Wells, Diane Wood, Renee Yates, and Craig Wells. Father, we pray that you will bless these people and heal them. Several weeks ago, Father, a terrible tornado hit Nashville. Many lost their lives. Even more lost their homes, their jobs, their businesses, their belongings. Father, we want to pray for the families of those people who lost their lives, that you'll comfort them. Father, the people that have lost their homes and jobs, we pray that uh, their lives will be restored as quickly as possible. We pray for those people who volunteered their time, volunteered their money to help them get back on their feet. Father, we're also impacted by this terrible coronavirus. We want to pray for the first responders, the people that are on the front line, that you'll keep them safe and healthy so they can complete their mission. We pray for the doctors, the nurses, and the scientists that are trying to cure this terrible disease and also heal the ones that are sick. Special, special blessing, Father, we ask for the people that are infected. We pray that you will heal them quickly. We know the doctors and the nurses do their part, but you are the ultimate healer, and we ask for your healing touch. And Father, we pray that the people all over the globe will follow guidelines so that we will limit the spread of this terrible disease. Lord, we know that you're in control and you want the best for us. You love us. You don't want any of us to perish, but to have everlasting life. We thank you for your son's sacrifice that takes away our sins and gives us a home with you. This we pray in his name. Amen.